Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Man your battle station. The enemy's armed for battle. It's our move, sir. H4. It's electronic talking battleship. Control boat. Head. With real voice command. Real battle sound. Carrier. Head. He got us, sir. He's clever. Against a foe or against a computer. We missed. First to sink his enemy's fleet. Win. Battleship. Done. Yeah. What now, sir? Can you swim, Nelson? Battleship and electronic talking battleship from Milton Bradley. You sunk my battleship. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Hey, what's up? Hey, Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a little discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to our main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 57, and the main film of the week is Battleship. The new Peter Berg-directed alien invasion naval adventure starring... Taylor Kitsch and Alexander Sarsgaard and Brooklyn Decker and Liam Neeson and a bunch of other people, including Rihanna. And, um, yeah, uh, joining us to discuss this uh, naval epic of seamen versus aliens, we have from the VHS Diaries, one of the oldest naval captains I know, Alan Aguilera. Good day, matey. And from Damn Dirty Blog and the current developer of Don't Wake Daddy the Movie, Jordan Grout. Hello. How how are you guys this very late evening? Oh, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> that's 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 a, that's a tone you're taking with that. Okay. Mm. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's uh let's do let's do some some uh some house house cleaning here. Um, we have an email uh this week um from our our loyal listener um. <clears throat> Mike Blakemore, who uh, recently won a prize in our Cabin of the Woods contest. Yeah, what up, Mike? He, uh, he emailed us in, and I, you know, we like getting emails, as we've said repeatedly. Always email us out now, podcast at gmail.com, because you could have whatever, you know. We'll just read stuff on the show. I don't I don't care what it is. If it's a recipe for something, I might read that, too. Whatever. Whatever flows. Um, hey, guys. This is the email. I just listened to your bonus episode. I agree that the top spot will probably be Batman, but I think Avengers does have a shot at being number one. I think you're miss. I think your list were missing a chick flick. There seems to always be a summer movie that girls make their boyfriends go see after seeing all the big action movies. I don't know what it is, but I think something will sneak into the top thirteen at least. I think a big bomb of the summer could be Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Oh, I said that wrong. Yeah, you had you had the, yeah that was the hate mail. <laughs> I, I think a big bomb of the summer could be Abe the Podcast Killer. Sorry, I mean Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. See, he has oh. jokes. I like this guy. Oh. <laughs> I, like I want to be like Mike. Uh, uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, um, I, I emailed back Mike, but I to, to Mike already, but I, I kind of pointed to the side, I think, on the podcast. I think we all kind of said Rock of Age. Like, I had Rock of Ages in my top ten, and I think you Yeah, it was one of my, uh, guys, my Dark Horses. Yeah, a lot of you guys had yeah had it as your dark horses. I think that's like the closest we come to having. I was of... thinking that like Snow White was more of a chick flick kind of epic kind of thing. I guess that kind of plays off the appeal of Kristen Stewart. I and well, I guess having yeah female. See, that's this yeah that and like Brave as well of having a female. I think we also mentioned just... uh, what to expect when you're expecting, but we didn't really think that was going to fare that well. Yeah, we didn't really think it was going to fare that well. When we get to the box office, we can reveal how well that may have may or might not have fared, but uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I was trying to think of other war chick flick quotation fingers around, you know, coming out this summer. The only ones, yeah, Rock of Ages I thought of, and did that Meryl Streep movie, uh, Hope Springs. Is that it? Is it Hope Springs? I think. Why it is. not? <laughs> it matters. I think it's Hope Springs. It is. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that even I don't even know if that's a chick flick. It's more of it's just like an adult audience will go and see this because Meryl Streep's in it. But you know, I guess we'll see when the uh, time comes by. But yeah, um, yeah. And he, he mentioned uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter as being a bomb. I think we all kind of agreed that that has certainly has potential to not do well. Right. Yeah, it's either like a, a huge hit or a huge bomb. Yeah. Well, I don't know. People were booing it in my theater. Yeah. <laughs> booing what? I'm sorry. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, I don't see anybody have any reaction to it. But it's Petaluma, so. Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, we addressed all of these in our summer box office uh, wager episode, and uh, you know, if anyone hasn't listened to that yet, feel free to check back. That was that was a lot of fun. So. In the meantime, yeah, um, that's one of our emails that we got this week. You know, again, out now. Great, great email. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Out now, out now podcast at gmail. Well, I'll send an email in. We'll, you know, probably answer your questions or whatever concerns there may be. And uh, yeah, speaking of, you know, answering the call, iTunes reviews and ratings always, you know, need to get those. It helps out the show, helps promote us out. It takes very little time. If you have a second and you're on iTunes, feel free to, you know, just give a rating to our show or even a, a, a small review or something. It'd be, it'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to take us into Know Everybody, where each week we kind of ask each other a few questions that kind of set the tone for the podcast and help us better get to know everybody so let's start with uh, alan this week alan what's your first question jordan Hello. what musician because rihanna famous for her uh, umbrella and other r&b fair eh, eh. Eh, eh, has a has decided to turn to film so i'm asking you what is your favorite musician turned actor oh vanilla ice you're referring Ninja to Turtles Vanilla Ice. Cool as ice. Cool, no, he's referring to Cool uh, as Ice, right? Well, yeah. Of course. <laughs> we all love Mr. Van Winkle. I agree. Um, okay, let's see. Hey, Yo. Now that Battleship has dominated the box office, what should get a sequel? McHale's Navy or Down Periscope? <laughs> both, hands down. Greenlight and both. All right. Would I, you put I, aliens in either one of them? Uh, I don't know. Would they have goatees? Would, would they have goatees? <laughs> I think fangs? we should get... I think we should get the ship from the final countdown. Oh. But that ship just ends up in Mars. <laughs> and Regan's going to start in that, too. I like how in the show notes I'm adding McHale's Navy and down Periscope so I can like, link to the trailers later. <laughs> and cool as ice, of course. Oh, also, I don't mind McHale's Navy. That's not a bad movie. <laughs> it has a huge... I like Down Periscope, too. They're both yeah, Down Periscope's water skiing on a submarine. They have ridiculous casts in those movies. Like, There's a lot of people in both of those movies that I like seeing. Down Periscope is the aquatic Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> yeah, basically, it is. All right. Uh, Aaron, yep. is Taylor Kitsch leading man material? Yeah, he is. So he can carry a box office, you think? It's not a matter of if he can carry a box office. I think it's a matter of if he can carry a film. And I think it can. I just don't. I, I don't think. We've had two examples we, already. We have had two. Yeah, but neither of which are his fault. Oh, okay. All right. Which you didn't exactly help. Which I hope that you'll expand on later. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Alan. Yes. What's your favorite Peter Berg film? 
Oh, damn it. Damn you. <laughs> that was my question. I really like The Kingdom. Yeah? Yeah, I, I don't... I, I, yeah, I kind of rep that movie. I really like that movie. I like that movie a lot, too. I like The Rundown quite a bit. I think The Rundown's good. I think The Rundown's one of the more underrated action movies of the past decade or more. Yeah, it's almost 10 See, years old now. I really like the last, like, half hour of The Kingdom. I thought that was really nicely paced. And... I really, I actually really kind of liked that movie from beginning to end. It had moments where I was like, "Oh, oh my, you went there." It had balls. That movie had balls. I, I watched, I watched The Kingdom this past week. I watched The Kingdom in Hancock, and I'll talk about Hancock in a second. But I watched The Kingdom this past week with the commentary, and uh, I, it's a good commentary. Actually, Peter Berg does a good job. But uh, the, the one thing I noticed because the the music in The Kingdom, it the score is by Danny Elfman, which I always forget about until I watch The Kingdom. And um, the he had there's a moment in that movie which it seems familiar to Friday Night Lights where it feels like it's explosions in the sky in the background. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that kind of like guitar kind right. of thing. And I thought in every, I think anyone would think it is explosions in the sky just if they like knew like Friday Night Lights and like, oh, he's doing that again. But it's actually just Danny Elfman playing guitar. And that's something I did not know. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And um, also Hancock. What, what are our opinions of Hancock? I hate that movie. Okay. I, I like it. I, I don't mind it. I think it was uh, two thirds great, and then last That's... third kind of just was seemed it seemed like a, a huge mashup of all these ideas that he couldn't really pan out. That's yeah, that's exactly what I feel because I think it I think it's I think it has so much potential to be a great movie, and I think it's just like a okay movie. Like it, yeah. it's really annoying because I think Will Smith's really good in that movie in terms of like him acting. I think he's like really the good in that, that movie. he presents. Yeah, there's so much and just like the ang- the anguish and angst that he has of being this guy who's like kind of he wants to help people but he's just a jerk like he's there's a lot of really interesting things in that movie that don't come together all the way but where it loses me every time is the obvious twist and that i mean spoilers for hancock at this point it made a ton of money who if anyone wants to see hancock they've seen it already when when charlie's there and like reveals herself and it's not even once that scene where she reveals herself it's like the scene later on where she's like, where Hancock's like, meet me at my place. And she drives up, and she's like wearing like her superhero costume. It's like, why does she have a superhero costume? What's going on? I don't understand this movie anymore. <laughs> Real Life Incredibles. Except terrible. Yeah, I, <laughs> Alan just really hates Hancock, so he doesn't even want to. I just don't, I don't, I just think it's dumb, <laughs> yeah. dumb film. Um, this goes to anybody. Friday Night Lights, the film, had Friday Night Lights, the TV show. How excited are we for Battleship, the TV show? <laughs> The Surefire <laughs> hit Battleship the TV show. Oh yeah, it's probably gonna make as much money as Friday Night Lights, but we'll get into that later. I think it would go six seasons in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'd be lucky if it gets a web web series. <laughs> I think not very is my answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, same here. Will it have Kyle Chandler in it? <laughs> Why not? Friend of the show, Kyle, Kyle Chandler, Chandler, exactly. He can be the bartender who feeds people burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one for everybody. Favorite Peter Berg acting role? Um, <laughs> no, his, his, he's not in Battleship. Yes, he is. Where is he? Where is he in Battleship? It's like, um, he says like one line. He's, he's a, the alien? He's like a... He's on a Liam Neeson ship. I think, yeah, I think I saw him and you see him like really a, quickly. A split yeah, second. That's not, surprising. that's not surprising to me. I just didn't notice yeah. it at all. I was like, I think that's Peter um, Berg right there. But I think it was Peter with my head in my hands. Did, you, did anyone notice Turtle in the film? Yeah. Because I, I saw his name in the credits. I was like, where was Turtle? Yeah, by, he stepped out, said like two lines, and I was like, hey, is that Turtle? No, oh, he's gone. By Turtle, I mean uh, Jerry Ferraro, who's on Entourage, for listeners who don't know who Turtle is. Um, 
yeah, I did not see him at all, even though he's like like seventh build in the credits or something. I was like, where's Turtle? I uh, like uh, Peter Berg in uh, Lions for Lambs. Yeah. So you saw Lions of Lions for Lambs then? <laughs> I don't know why. I guess <laughs> no one else saw that movie. Okay, never mind. I don't know why, but I really liked him in Great White Hype. I like his small role in Smoking Aces. It's a good movie overall. Yeah, I like Smoking Aces a lot, so that you know that helps. <laughs> Jordan. Yes. Uh, you saw The Dictator previously, right? Yeah, I did. What did you think of The Dictator? I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was funny. It's it's my sense of humor. I, I know most people have not enjoyed it. The, the people I saw it with uh, did not. They looked at me like I was a complete idiot. But to hell with them. Did you did you like the other previous Sasha Baron going movies? I did. Very much. E- even Bruno. That, that makes me laugh. I, I don't know how people cannot laugh at that. See, like I li- I liked Bruno and Borat, and uh, not as much as a lot of people do, but um, like I liked it enough where I like watched it the one time, and I'm like I'm fine with it, and I liked it about the same. I didn't like Borat any any more than Bruno, and I saw The Dictator, and it like I kind of felt the same way, but less just because of the way it it removes the kind of the the quote real perspective of it by you know having him basically like putting himself out there in front of real people and doing the kind of thing making you know making some kind of point with the humor that's going on dictator was completely scripted everything i just didn't really dig it i was kind of like what when it hit like when it hit with the comedy like when it worked for me like it worked really well but when it missed and it missed a lot for me it missed pretty badly so like i, I don't know and uh, mm-hmm. he had his moments but yeah i'm looking forward to see what else he'll do in the future kind of shying away from this kind of thing mm-hmm. Jordan, Dave, don't you have a second question? for anybody. Um, well, the movie have been great with the cast of Friday Night Lights, the television show. They already have two of them. They have Tim Riggins and Landry. Landry! Would they be playing their Friday Night Lights characters? I think that they would have just, a backstory yeah. similar to that. They're all from Texas. No, 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 not like a similar backstory. Like, would they literally just be those characters, but just be on ships? Yeah, oh, really that was awesome! Idea. Like they took, like they took, like wait, a big. Wait, wait, what if like it a... was those characters who were hired to be actors in Battleship? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would work infinitely exactly. better. And yes, it would have made it a better. Like movie. The entire team took a vacation to Hawaii, and they like just found themselves in this horrible situation. Like, whoa, what's happening? Oh my god! <laughs> yes, it's like a Brady Bunch sequel. Yes, <laughs> I think this is a go. I like, yeah, I like this idea. I really like Alan's uh, kick on it. Yeah, they're all like, oh my god, well, yeah, yeah, be in her movie, man. Yeah. Well, do you have any friends who are like-minded like you? Like, oh my god, yeah, I have like an ensemble of friends. Like, that's cool. You're all perfect. The show Kyle Chandler takes over Liam Neeson's spot. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying after the movie. I was like, Kyle Chandler should have been Liam Neeson. <laughs> Well, I mean, if if Kyle if Kyle Chandler equally had seven minutes to kill like Liam Neeson, then I'm sure he probably could have been in the movie. But... He was. Oh, that. Uh... Okay, so let's. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how we play. No, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, let's. I don't move feel on. like I know everybody. Okay, well, you'll you'll know us soon enough. But before we move on to Battleship and really get to know each other, let's uh, let's move on to a little movie trailer talk where each week kind of discuss some of the latest movie trailers that have come out and, uh, you know, go over them and whatnot. The first film is Argo, uh, the new film from Ben Affleck, who also stars in the film, along with a host of other people, including friend of the show Kyle Chandler, but also uh, John Goodman, Brian Cranston, Alan Arkin. Oh, a lot, a lot John of Goodman. I said John Goodman. Um uh, a lot of people play Duval. Play Duval, and uh, this is filmed based on a true story, and it's about well, there's a 
it's it's taking place during the Iranian Revolution, and a, there's a six Americans that are kind of stuck in in Iran right currently, and the plan is made to basically have the Americans pose as a Canadian film crew and try to have them get extricated out of the out of the country using that as kind of their their cover story and it's a neat kind of story it sounds pretty interesting i guess it's kind of based on a true story said that based on a true story and uh, has kind of looks like it has like some thriller elements and dark comedy going on so with all that said uh, jordan what do you think of the trailer can't wait for it looks solid i like the affleck (laughs) alan i am so excited for it i loved all of ben affleck's previous films I uh, kind of love what he does, and I'm down for whatever he wants to do now. As, so, as a director, as a director, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I actually liked him as an actor. I thought, I, I don't know. I always liked his movies, except for Paycheck and Pearl Harbor. Uh, but everything else is fine. I'm really excited for the new his new film. So, and I, he has an exceptional cast, and it has a story that I've always thought was a really interesting story that uh, could be fun to bring to film. So, good for him. Yeah, I think you mentioned that dark humor part. Uh, I'm excited for this one, too. I liked The Town. Um, I kind of really didn't see this in Ben Affleck um, as a director. Uh, so I'm surprised that he's he's pretty talented at what he's doing behind the camera. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be, I don't know, a, a pretty good thriller slash dark comedy slash maybe even crazy action. Yeah. He didn't um, uh, direct Hollywoodland, did he? No, he didn't. No. Okay, he just started it. He did. Yeah, he had the supporting role. Did he produce it or write it or something? No, no, he was just in it. That was like Hollywood. Hollywoodland was interesting because that was like the movie where because he hadn't been around for a while. Like that was like after, like I think like paycheck seemed to be like the last straw for a lot of people <laughs> in terms of like yeah. how much Affleck they want to handle. And then like Hollywoodland came out after. He was like kind surviving of surviving Christmas. Or was, something. Yeah, surviving Christmas too. Yeah, those are movies like. Oof. Hollywood came out kind of like after he kind of just took a break from being in the spotlight for a while and that kind of got him some notice again and, and then you know then he did Gone Baby Gone and that movie's fantastic it was and, so good. and then he did The Town which is also really that's a really enjoyable film and uh, yeah Argo I'm in the same boat with you guys I'm just looking forward to it mainly because well all the reasons that we've listed as a great cast the story's really interesting and I have a lot of confidence in Affleck as a director so I'm looking forward to it Interesting. Also, Michael Parks uh, plays um, comic book artist Jack Kirby. Really? Yeah, Jack Kirby like actually helped the CIA with the mission, so he is actually playing Jack Kirby, like the Jack Kirby, not the Jack Kirby. No, the the. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting to know. I just thought that was really cool. That is so. really cool. that's that's interesting. Michael Parks is Jack Kirby. I'm interested in the story and. Uh... Curiously, uh, Affleck didn't write this film this time. He wrote his past two films that he also directed or put the put the screenplay together based on books. And uh, this is the first one that he's kind of just directing. So see how that goes, I guess. Interesting experiment. Curious, curious if he has any uh, like hand in maybe some rewrites or something like that going on. But well, I guess we'll find out as the film draws closer. But uh, with that said, Argo comes out in October, October twelfth, two thousand twelve, and I guess you know we'll see. The next film we can talk about is This Is Forty. Which is the as it's promoted the sort of semi sequel to Knocked Up, which uh, revolves around the characters played by Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann in Knocked Up, now in their own kind of spin off movie. And plot seems kind of vague, but I guess it's kind of dealing with these two characters turning forty and dealing with their family and marital status and what have you. So with that said, uh, Alan, 
thoughts on this and I guess knocked up and Apatow in general? Or? On paper, it just seems needless for me to, that this would even be a sequel, but I really like Paul Rudd and I, it looks funny. Like, I don't think it's going to be, I don't know. I think, I think it looks funny. I think it's really going to tap into this idea of this entire generation is getting older and how are they dealing with it? And it's kind of, I think it'll really hit with a certain demographic. Uh, I just don't think kids are going to rush to go see it like they did Knocked Up or Forty um, Year Old Virgin. I think it'll be more toward the um, the hipster kind of older crowd. So I don't know. I, it looks good, and I liked all those other movies. So I mean, it. Let's go, Jordan. Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing I thought. Like the first time I saw it, like oh, he's not really chasing after like the Knocked Up or Forty uh, Year Old Virgin crowd, and you no, know, good for him. Um, I, I like that he's doing something different. I wasn't a fan of Funny People, mainly because I thought it was just too long. Oh, um, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, yeah. That movie. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to this actually. I, I'm not a fan of the song they use in the trailer, but it, I, really I think it's funny. Fun. <laughs> yeah. But no, there there are some jokes in the trailer made me laugh. I'll see it. Yeah, I want to echo that. Uh, I'm a Paul Rudd fan as well. Um, this kind of gave me like a Dan in Real Life kind of vibe where. It's like comedy, but it's kind of got a weird, sad feel to it because they're turning 40. They're, I don't know. Um, I didn't watch Knocked Up yet. Um, and uh, I like Apatow films in general, though, and I kind of like his uh, his little... I like Apatow films in general, but I haven't seen one of them out of, out of the three that, that he's directed. Out of, out of the three he's actually written and directed himself, I haven't seen the one of them. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Avatar school. Uh, I like the people who, who are uh, from the Avatar school. So, um, yeah, let's give it a go. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah, Needless is like, seems a little harsh. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like he Avatar wanted to make this movie and like had Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann in mind and just kind of decided, well, I guess I could make them the same characters. Why not? <laughs> I was supposed to just casting them as different people. So. I like the I like the idea of spreading like a universe similar to something like Kevin Smith did when he was making his movies like Clerks and All Rats and Chasing Amy and how they're all kind of connected in the same universe. So I like I like the I like that idea like having kind of spread these characters around to different zones, <laughs> their own to their own films. Um, I like funny. It's like the VSQ universe in that regard. Then that's exactly what I just said. Uh, yeah. Oh, my phone cut out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, apparently, okay. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, I I like the, I like the idea of doing this. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see if it's you know good. I liked Funny People more than I guess more than you, Jordan. But I, yeah, I I agree that it is too long, but I think it does it has some strong work in it from the people involved. But yeah, it's. I mean, there are some great moments in it for sure, but overall, I just wasn't a fan. Yeah. And um, well, what's it, what I noticed about Judd Apatow with his films, they've been getting darker, <laughs> also, also longer too. Like Forty Year Old Virgin, yeah, oh, almost yeah. two hours, knocked ups two hours and like change and then funny people's like two hours and 20 minutes in this one i i i would like to hope that this is 40 comes in a little a little neater a little cleaner mm-hmm. uh i'm curious who's <laughs> what was neat about funny people is that janus kaminsky did the cinematography for that film so it was like a great looking movie <laughs> so i'm curious if who's doing the cinematography this time around also i like albert brooks a lot and albert brooks is in this movie so that makes me kind of like already like on board with like yeah i want to see what's going on in this movie but, uh, is he like Paul Rudd's dad? Probably. <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising. I know John Lithgow's in this too, so they're probably both the fathers of somebody. <laughs> but 
yeah, I, I'd like to know more about what the actual plot is, or if it's not just like a revolving series of you know scenes that just involve them being angry at each other Your again, life like, crisis like, style. Yeah, so like the story of us. <laughs> yes, like the story of us. <laughs> Um, so I got classical gas in my head from the trailer for Story of Us. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm writing Story of Us down to the show notes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, this is 40 comes out in uh, around Christmas, uh, as it says, and uh, yeah, so December 2012. And I get and the po- has anyone seen the poster for the movie? By the way, oh yeah. Uh, Okay, it's just it's like Leslie Mann's looking in the mirror, brushing her teeth, and Paul Rudd's in the background with the iPod while sitting on the toilet with the iPad like right in front of his crotch, and it's like making me laugh every time I look at it. But uh, nice. <laughs> classy. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see. I guess we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward to it. Just a new Jet Jet Apatow written and directed movie because that's that doesn't happen very often. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right then. Because that's the end of trailers. Let's move on then to our, <laughs> our film review for the film version of the board game that is Battleship. Yes. Why didn't they just kill us all? What the hell are you doing to us? If those ships could do this, what do you think 50 can do or 500,000? We're looking at a global extinction event. What are your orders? Light them up. All right, so that was some of the trailer for Battleship. It's exhausting just to listen to it, I know. But um, yeah, this is the the film adaptation of the popular Hasbro strategy game, also called Battleship. And this new film version adds aliens to the mix. Of course, we have aliens. Um, Basically, the film has all this set up for the fact that there's a planet out there that's very simple very similar to earth and so we decided to send some kind of message to it meanwhile tim riggins taylor kitsch he's you know he's he's breaking rules because he's his own man and he's got to do stuff and he's trying to impress brooklyn decker and then he gets into some trouble so he decides to join the navy or else alexander skarsgård plays his brother he's gonna be like i'm not gonna support you anymore if you don't help out and so cut to a few years later <laughs> taylor K- taylor kitsch is now in the navy he's a lieutenant or something i think he's a lieutenant uh in charge of something with the weapons on the ships and aliens of course also touch down at the exact same time that all these guys in the navy are going to go off and do some you know the rim pack games exercises and aliens land splish splash and they cut off all the rest of the naval fleet except for three ships that are ones has <laughs> God, this movie's ridiculous. What one has uh, Tim Riggins on board? The other has Alexander Skarsgård on board. Liam Neeson's trapped behind a barrier. Aliens are—they're really deadly, and yeah, we things get under things get underway. Things get crazy. So yeah, lots of lots of explosions and things ensue as Taylor Kitsch and his his naval crew have to battle for—I don't know what—I don't know what the aliens. Supremacy for keeping 
for keeping Earth under control or something, something or what have you. So with all that out of the way, all that concise plot setting, Alan, what did you think of Battleship? It was... I had these expectations. I wanted this film to really just go all out and just go just go crazy with the special effects and just be this ridiculous piece of fluff. And I wanted to honestly just be awful and entertaining and awful and fun, but it was just awful and boring. I just, I was bored. I just couldn't, I couldn't enjoy the garbage that was on the, on the screen. It wasn't Transformers three. It was, it was Cowboys and aliens for me. I just couldn't get into it. I thought everything was lazy. All to me, all the money shots were in the trailer, and they really didn't do anything for me. It was ridiculous, and I am a fan of ridiculous nonsense in screen. I I will I will go with it. I will be there. But I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it. I just didn't, didn't think it was that fun. I couldn't I I don't know. I, I there were some moments that made me laugh. I think I laughed more than I was in awe. I think I was like that's really funny more so than that looks awesome. I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I can discuss further. Jordan, I know you want to talk about it. What's up? Okay. So I, okay. As much as I'm going to bash it, I feel bad at the same time because it's like kicking a retarded child to the ground for not knowing how to do like calculus. Like they don't know any better. And like their heart was in the right place, but it's so much fun to kick that retarded child down. And this film is so stupid oh my god there's so many scenes i want to talk about like first of all this film could have been like 30 minutes <laughs> there are Do not so many just perfectless scenes in this film i'm like wow like reflecting on it like at the end i thought there were so many fucking scenes in this movie that just could have been cut out especially like um everything the, on the mainland everything on the mainland everything and the, the, the whole actual when they play Battleship, that scene did not advance that story, the, the no, plot at no. all. Like, it, the film could have been 30 minutes. Um, you're talking about, to me, the best scene of the movie, but carry, carry on. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back, because there's, there's so much we're going to talk about. Okay. I just want to get through all you guys. Abe, what did you think? Three words. You just saw it. Not enough just explosions. So I, I'm right there with Alan. Not enough explosions. I was expecting this to be, uh, like, a balls out. Don't even have to think about it. I'm just going to watch a bunch of things explode. And I'm going to have a really good time, and I'm going to be shouting USA in the theater. It was none of that. It was actually, there was, I think they were trying to make this awesome space story, which got nowhere. Um, there were laugh out loud moments, I guess. Um, but realistically, there's a lot of plot. I mean, there's not a lot of plot. I should say, let me backtrack. There's a lot of storylines in this movie that didn't need to be there. Uh, I agree that there's the, the whole entire, all the mainland stuff just kind of took away from it. Um, the visuals were all okay, but again, they're all kind of given away in all the trailers. All of the like three or four trailers that they've played, you've seen basically everything that this movie has to offer. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't as campy, it wasn't as fun. I did have like a decent amount of fun, but that was like far and few in between. It was pretty much just, um, I don't know if it was like a huge bomb, but it was just not very good. Yeah, I basically agree with Alan, but Abe, hey, not enough. Ex- there was a lot of explosions in the movie. Yeah, I was hoping that they would have like this whole entire. It would, well, you know, they they take away. F- I just wish that there was more things that they could have blown up, more space alien ships that they could have blown, up, rather than just three. But it, uh, you know, I guess it was just three on three. All right, um, but yeah, yeah. Basically, Alan's already said all the words that I have for this movie. I just didn't have that much fun watching it, and I wanted to, and I 
I, I completely, yeah, Alan, you've really nailed it for me completely already with your words. But watching the movie, it was weird how I wasn't like enjoying myself. It seemed like it was primed to be enjoyed because of how ridiculous it is. But honestly, I just think I just like after seeing like Avengers and seeing Transformers last year, it's just like Battleship offered nothing inventive or new at all. It just felt like I've seen this done better, and it was weird to like somehow like find myself like enjoying i could like i can understand why i enjoy transformers but i couldn't understand why i did not enjoy battleship and no tyrese there was no tyrese honestly guess. if tyrese was the amp the the, the amputee. yeah the amputee in this i would have been down okay <laughs> um, <laughs> i said they got fat reese but yeah, I, just, I just didn't find myself having fun and you know what's funny jordan someone on your on your facebook wall the other day they like they, you said you're all excited about seeing battleship and they said i don't know it looks like a transformers ripoff with none of the memorable characters which made me oh, like, yeah which made me laugh at first I'm like oh yeah the memorable characters are transformers but at the same time after like seeing it and like thinking about it i was like well i mean despite the fact i don't care about these i don't necessarily like love the transformers characters they, I kind of do at least remember them. I don't really know. I don't know any of these people that in Battleship. I don't remember. Like I don't. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. This cast does nothing in this movie. Like Taylor, you know, Taylor, the Taylor. really pissed off Japanese commander. I was all about. Yeah, him. it was. I, well, he, I, I will say him because I like that yeah, actor in general. He's in a, He's in Twilight. He's in Twilight Samurai and um, Zatoichi, the blind well. swordsman. Mm-hmm. He's in Thor as well. He's in um, Ichi the Killer. Like, oh, that's right. He, like, I, I really, I really like that actor. Uh, it's like Tanabu. What is it? Hold on, I can find it. It's uh, Tadanobu Asano. Yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. But aside from him, and like, I mean, Taylor Kitsch does his thing. Like, he's 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 not bad in the movie. He's, not, he's adequate. He's adequate as like the reluctant reluctant hero lead character. And even like, um, what's it? The nerdy scientist guy, Hamish Linklater. Who I've seen pop up in like random indie films before, and I think he was on. Um, I believe he was in Lola Versus. He was. Yeah, he was in Lola Versus, and um, he's he was on that that Julia Louis Dreyfus show that was on like. Season oh, the Misadventures of the New Adventures, just... new, new Adventures of oh, Old yeah. Christine. He was on that, yeah. show, which I never watched. I just know he's on it. But um, like he was kind of like he he seemed to be like the only one that was in on the joke in the film. That honestly, like in terms of like what this movie's trying to do he seemed to be like in on the joke even though they gave him way too much to kind of all that plot involving him and brooklyn decker and the w double oh guy unnecessary but yeah overall i just didn't have much fun watching this movie this it, is it was irritating it was just uninspired man it like, was like oh, it's so give uninspired. me 200 million dollars and i will give you something that's it's going to be awful because i don't know what i'm doing but it, it'll at least be fun. Okay. Here, here's here's my here's what I think was going on. I think Peter Berg was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna try to be this Michael Mann. Like, I just I, it's it you know it's Hollywood College. You have Michael Bay, Michael Mann, David Fincher, and all these guys like they're seniors, and you have all these other guys that are coming up. And I think that Peter Berg is like this like sophomore who's really trying to impress the seniors, and he's like, hey Michael Bay, look what I just did. It's called battleships what's up <laughs> then michael bay goes okay that's cool cool story bro like <laughs> i think peter berg must be so proud to show this to michael bay and then realize it's just utter because michael bay's like dude come on like i'm michael bay and i know i make garbage but yours is just awful it has no cocaine it has no heart like there are such bizarre like just line readings in it too from yeah. like what like there's this one scene where at the beginning when 
Um, Taylor Kitsch is called to go talk to his brother, and he asks the guy what, like, why? And the guy yells at me. He's like, I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, why did you just yell at him? Why did you just, that's a legitimate question. Why did you yell at him? And like, why did he have to go all the way over there? Couldn't he just done it on the phone? I thought that was actually going to go somewhere, but it didn't. Like, I thought there was going to be a follow-up like, with, the, with the other guy, but I was like, what the hell happened there? And then at the very beginning, when the scientist is giving that whole speech about the, um, the Goldilocks planet, and Linklater, he says, like, oh, this is going to be just, like, Columbus and the aliens. So it's First of all, remind me of the Skyline trailer. But second of all, who was he saying that line to? <laughs> because it never cuts to someone like going, "Oh yeah, you're right. This is a bad idea." <laughs> it, it just cuts back to the guy. Uh, he was saying it to us. He, it to he was saying it to us. <laughs> and I was saying, "Wait, did he just lean over to himself?" Like, yeah. And that's the moment when I realized the film may be bad. Um, <laughs> that's, what, that's what set you off. <laughs> that's what gave you a clue. <laughs> I, 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 oh, another thing I loved. When the aliens scanned the horse, what they pinpoint is the horseshoe. Yeah. I want to see a scene when can they're on talk, their planet playing with the horseshoe. Talk about the aliens in this film. The, the, so the aliens come down from space. Okay, so, so five alien ships come down. One crashes into like a satellite because it couldn't turn or anything. It's like it, it like it accidentally destroys Hong Kong. <laughs> so well, automatically, I get that. That gives the implied thought that like that the aliens are a threat. But so the aliens land like in the water. How much of a threat can they be? They hit a little satellite and it just destroys their communications. The, the, so the aliens they they they, touch, they splash down in Hawaii. There's like three ships and they put up like this giant barrier around them. Now they have like these weapons that are that are shaped like the pegs in Battleship, which I thought was kind of hubris. And so they can fire those pegs at the ships and like they instantly like destroy like they make really big explosions. They they seem to have an unlimited supply of these pegs. Yet they don't blow these ships out of the water right away. It takes them like the entire movie to like attempt to do this. They blow they blow a couple ships. It's like there's no logic to how these aliens' weapons like how, how like no, but then fighting they are. But, yeah, they're, they're really selective about fighting. And but they like they they make an effort to not harm anybody. Like they're really they're they're they only attack when they're provoked. And they like they have a they have a very specific like if this looks like a weapon then we'll turn red and shoot at you but if it's not we'll move along it's like it would have been great so if, little... like, the aliens were actually people that were just trying to stop war altogether and then it was like that's why they're only gunning after those things but yeah it, it just would have been like it seemed like it could have been there's just no explanation there's and no we're just being like a bunch of and we're just attacking them. That would have been great. That would have been funny. That, 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 that kind of is what it is, though. Like we we don't get enough to know either way. Right. Of like if we we just know aliens landed and they're trying to communicate back home again. We don't know what. Well, I guess we got there. Is, okay, there is a scene that explains to us via ID four Independence Day logic. <laughs> Well, if the alien touches you, then obviously... Don't you fight. dare compare this movie to Independence. It uses the old, well, if the alien touches you, then automatically it communicates its evil plot to destroy the Earth. Once again, that scene could have been deleted. <laughs> because he never uses that information. It's like, oh, hey, guys, I, I saw what where they were coming from. No, he just... Like, what? Ugh. Exactly. He is okay. so stupid. Uh, Not enough people seemed afraid. Like yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, 
when when that little boy is playing baseball and the <laughs> the, the big spiky flaming red ball lands <laughs> right in front of him, the kid looks at it like it's like a cat. If no, that let's, were let's, me, let's, let's when call I was it what it really is, Jordan, it's a Beyblade. <laughs> Beyblade. <laughs> like if that were me when I was twelve and that came right in front of me, I would have like my pants like <laughs> everywhere. And that kid looks at it like he sees it every day. And when 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 it's destroying um, the, the city, the, the woman sees that thing coming at her, and she waits like five seconds before turning around and screaming. Do you guys notice that? Do you guys notice that? I noticed a lot of delayed reactions to like, oh, wait, there's aliens? Oh, there's aliens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I that, know, because like, they looked so similar to us. It's like, how did he get a boat goat tea that looks like a brain? Right. I think I, I think that that was like oh it's our it's like uh, uh it's like a sister planet planet G so they're kind of humanish but at the same time I was like Man, this is a disappointment in how the aliens look and it's you know they they show you fairly early on what they look like but it's really I, I even enjoyed you brought up about cowboys and aliens I kind of enjoyed that alien more than these aliens oh and, yeah disagree no what? Yeah, those cowboys and aliens, those those are like, those frog things those things they are actually so have lame, more imagination but... in that than in this. I could, I, they're so like weird okay. blob I don't want to be racist Aaron but the aliens look like that paraplegic just colored white with a goatee that's <laughs> all they were it was just like they, they just had like a strong face low pigment weird eyes and like a weird goatee and then and then like three like pronged hand I think it fit with the idea that the, the planet was similar to our planet I don't want to go too much into why I don't care about the, either of these aliens that much but I think the, the battles of aliens are slightly better than the cowboys and retarded aliens <laughs> I don't know okay just... would a decommissioned uh, submarine really have weapons on ammunition? it right? yes ammunition? next That's question not my problem how do they get that thing Operational and like they have, have they the have the right out. stuff. They have the right team. Let's talk. <laughs> oh, they played oh. it so much. The veterans. It was just, it was offensive to me. Really? Okay, come on. What you you would say it's offensive to you? I don't know. It's like they were trying so hard to make it seem. I don't know. I that's I, one of, that's one of the few things I admired about the movie. There there seemed to be an honest appreciation for the naval for the military. But here's the thing, Aaron. I felt like they were trying so hard that they were just gunning for that appreciation and just show, oh look how much we care about this. And I don't think it was a genuine appreciation for. I disagree. I think it was a genuine. Okay. Appreciation. Yeah, that's why I yeah, think. I, what that's that's why I think there's like a whole segment devoted to showing Brooklyn Decker arriving at the the physical therapy office and having all these people that are amputees. See, that part was fine. It's when they get to the destroyer later that I think I was... think that's where it becomes a combination of yes we have an appreciation for the military and we're this ridiculous over the top blockbuster I don't think it's like amazing I don't I was sitting there thinking yeah this is a, I was laughing ridiculously because like this is actually happening but yeah, so, but yeah I, I agree it's not like it's because it's not a good movie so like that that's where I'm coming at it more like I didn't feel bad for the fact that this is being used and it, it didn't feel earned I just felt bad that it was a bad movie that this was in I guess more my favorite part of the movie was the new Universal logo. <laughs> <laughs> but you saw that with uh, American Reunion, so you're, you're set already. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying what my favorite part of the movie was. What did you guys think of the my side favorite... characters? Like, what, there well, some... you know, like there's... Alexander Skarsgård and then Liam Neeson. 
Peter McNichol. I, I thought they all did nothing. <laughs> a whole lot of oh, nothing. None of them did anything. Alexander Skarsgård yelled at his brother for a while, and then he wasn't really in the movie that much yeah. anymore. Then his Peter accent broke and, all over yes, the place. Yes, I too. noticed that too. It's, it, uh, Peter McNichol like shows up just to look angry and like yell on the phone and to like the other people because he's the Secretary of Defense and he doesn't have any power apparently. And uh, Liam Neeson, you know, he was just caught on vacation. Like, oh, you want to put on this naval <laughs> uniform and like. Say some lines. Sure, why not? Uh, but like, there, there was nothing for these people to do. Rihanna, Rihanna, like, there's no, there's no reason to like make fun of Rihanna being in this movie because she doesn't do anything and in this she, movie. She's just she kind of doesn't out. really say anything. She, I think was like, to her credit. That's not. I mean, I can't even say that. See, that's not fair to me. Just because she doesn't have a chance to be a bad actress in this movie, you, I can't like, I can't say whether or not she like deserved to have this role because she didn't get anything to do. Exactly. Jesse Plemons had like the most to do besides Taylor Kitsch here. Like he was, he was, he had lines and things. Like no one else had. There was just nothing. And uh, what, as we said, uh, Tadanobu Asano, like he, he, he was legitimately. Yeah, he had a lot to do. Yeah, he had a lot to do. Like he, 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 he how to play Battleship. Essentially, yeah. the co-lead in the. He's essentially the co-lead in the film, him and Taylor Kitsch, and I like I yeah. kind of I kind of appreciated that at a certain level, despite the fact the movie's you know bad. But the honestly, the best part of the movie to me was the scene where they play Battleship, like as ridiculous as oh, it yeah. sounds. Okay, so let me I can set it up. They're, the whole at a, at a point they're basically both sides, the aliens and the men, like have no like communications. They have no way of like finding each other at night. They're trying to scope out the ships, and so the Japanese character, Captain Captain Nagata. Um, he he talks about an old strategy they use where they use water displacement, so they detect how the buoys are. They use the buoys around to detect if they're underwater to detect if there's other ships and they're based on water displacement occurring. So they set up this whole grid-like thing based on all the buoys that are in the area, and they find the alien ships based on how the buoys are reacting to alien presence. And so they fire missiles at those targets, and they're like on a grid, so they're like Echo 11. So it's like playing Battleship. And that sounds ridiculous in saying that, but at the same time, that's seeing that movie seeing the movie actually try to be like a game was actually kind of like fun for a bit i was having fun watching that scene that seemed kind of creative in how they managed to incorporate the actual board game into the film of course it only lasted for 10 minutes so like after that i was back to like not really caring again but i thought that was that was like the a moment of creativity another moment was when the one of their ship one of the ships was um being destroyed and you're kind of watching it from taylor kitsch and um Asado's like their their point of view for say. I think there's a lot of long shots in there that I kind of really kind of enjoyed. It's funny that the most creative and inspired part of the film is ripped directly from the board game. I like that scene. I thought that scene was interesting how they kind of did the whole board game kind of aspect of it. I liked it. I actually was like, oh, there it is. And I'm really happy they never said the line that everybody's waiting for them yeah. to say. I was kind of surprised they didn't, given how over the top the movie is. Was it really over the They're top? They're saving though? it for part two. Saving it for part two. I what? like that. Yeah. What? Did you ask me? Oh, did you get to see the end? The post credit. Yeah. There was a post credit. Yeah, oh. Yeah. Abe, did you ask me if, if is it over the top? You know what? I, I wanted to be more over the top, actually. I would. I could agree that it want. I wanted to be more over the top in terms of me having more fun yeah, watching. Yeah, just like it, ridiculous but amounts think... of stupidity just on the screen, and I would have been excellently, or I would have been very pleased with that. Like, they doubled his budget, but what did he do with it? Yeah, he got Coke Zero as a sponsor and Subway. And, you know, when you have Liam Neeson in your film, but you keep him out of the story, come on. 
that's so stupid. It's like just just kill the character off. At least that will give you an excuse, not not to have him be part of the action, but to have him like, you know, just stand out on the sidelines. He was he was eating chicken burritos the whole time. Can you blame him? Yeah. And the way he said that at the end was crazy. <laughs> yeah. when, and he was like, I'm going to chicken burritos. Chicken burritos. <laughs> I was like, Ew, dude. Don't be so creepy about it. Like, uh, did anybody get, like, this um, New Hope vibe at the end where, he like, everybody's getting medals and I, I I felt the Star Wars vibe, yeah. Uh, like, let's all, everyone's everyone's around at the end. Let's all give the <laughs> But in this one, ceremony. Rihanna got a medal. Well, she helped. Yeah. So did Chewbacca. <laughs> he got but there nothing. wasn't a brilliant score to accompany it you know what this movie was loud to me did anyone did anyone like have a did anyone notice it was like it seemed especially loud oh yeah yeah it's it, like an assault it seemed like a like a like a literal assault Full on assault like it like and i can handle like the transformers movies those seem to be like better mixed in terms of like i would, I would happily see those movies get a sound editing oscar as opposed to battleship where it just it's just noisy it just felt loud mm-hmm. to me it didn't feel like it was effectively conveying the fact that there's like alien ships and craziness happening. It just felt like we put a whole bunch of sounds together and I hope it sounds good because this is what we got explosions in the most like ear pulsing way possible and not in a flattering sense. Like it's just, it's just loud. I sat in the back. I sat, I sat in a nice theater as a nice surround. I sat in arc light. It was nice. And it was just loud. It just, it didn't, it didn't feel like appropriate to the film. It just felt like, we just want yeah, to make this as noisy as possible, regardless of if it's, you know, coherent or anything. Just make it just bad. <laughs> Move it right! Lieutenant! Get up! Lieutenant! Yeah, another scene that made me kind of go, huh? And I wrote this down was um, when, okay, when when they're uh, uh, Decker and the um, the ex yeah, yeah, uh, Marine, right. they're 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 walking up the hill, and the jeeps come with the security guards, like you got to get off this hill, like <laughs> okay, yeah, I know you're talking. Right oh now. my god, they drive away. It's like, well, why didn't you give them a ride? <laughs> they, yeah, they just, they just drive off. Like that's the like what the hell. <laughs> Like, you have room in your car. He doesn't have legs. It's going to take some time. There's th- three Jeeps pull up to them, and they see a woman and a guy with two metal legs, and they're like, you guys have to get out of here. And then they leave. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, like, right. I forgot no, about the that. The Jeeps blow up, but, you know, they uh, didn't know that. Oh, here's a question. Why did they play soccer? <laughs> it's an international yeah, sport, so they had to, like, you know, get that in. Well, they're all on the same team. <laughs> And it, it must have been a slow news day because every news station was covering that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, that just... It, oh, and then the scene later where, like, uh, I can't remember the Asian actor's name, but he's standing in front of Liam Neeson, like, answering to him, but, like, you're, he's not your boss. Why are you even talking to him? Oh, oh, yeah, I, oh, that's right. I thought that, too. It's like, what? Who cares? And Ugh. I didn't understand why... Kitch was going to be court-martialed when he got back. It's like, oh, he got into a scuffle? Like, I'm sure that happens. <laughs> like, I think he got into a scuffle with an opposing army's yeah, general. With, with a Japanese general, with a Japanese captain opposed to, like, his own. And, you know, he probably has, like, multiple strikes on his record because he's he's, he plays by his own <laughs> yeah, rules. He's a maverick. 
<laughs> but he gives like that great long speech, like, oh, how awesome you are, like you gained, you know, this position the fastest and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, I doubt that's like the first scuffle that's ever happened. But you're also reckless and you don't know a thing about teamwork. Yeah, it's a good thing aliens are coming their ways. You can prove yourself worthy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You've got skills, but I have never, ever seen a man waste them like you. Keep the ship out of the surf and spray. Or you will plunge to destruction. Homer, sir. The fact that you know that infuriates me beyond words. What my daughter sees in you is a great mystery to me. You're a very smart individual with very weak character, leadership, and decision-making skills. And, you know, I, I, I just didn't understand why the aliens had to stay in water. Yeah, they, I, I was very confused they, by the ship's structure. Like, can they fly? fly. Like they could fly. They did, you know, just go through interstellar travel. But like, then they're just like... All the the thing is, they didn't, like, fly to us. They kind of looked like they were just hurdled. <laughs> I guess that would explain the whole, like, we can't avoid this satellite that's right in front of us. Like, there is, like, the, there's so little logic applied to these aliens, despite the fact that these massive ships with all this, like, work done into making them look expensive. There's nothing done to, like, oh, yeah, maybe we should make them function on some sort of familiar logic of how things should respond to stuff. I love this shot when, it's in the teaser trailer, when they first approach the, uh, the ship, and that one little mini ship just, like, jumps over them. And lands right next to them. <laughs> yeah. So, why do they hop? Why? 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 Yeah. What is this? Like jump? Like leapfrog? What are you doing? <laughs> that served no purpose to to your strategy. Can we can we talk a little bit more about the the on island stuff going on with Brooklyn Decker and the? Oh, that was the, the, so okay. So I felt so bad for okay, that actor. Okay. So to, okay. So Gregory D. Gadson is the the person's name. He is a, he was the um. He was a a veteran of the Iraqi war and everything. He lost both his legs, and so this is true. Like he he did he did lose both his legs. He's I guess he's like a motivational speaker now, and this is like his film debut where he has these two. He has two like he's above he's a he's a double above the knee amputee, and he has two like titanium leg. I assume titanium or some kind okay. of really strong metal and. Credit to him for, you know, being in the film and everything. And, like, clearly Peter Berg wanted to, like, represent. But him and Brooklyn Decker, between them, make, like, barely half an actor. They're so, both so bad at the movie. <laughs> and, like, everything, how they, like, progress their storyline is just ridiculous. And, like, the the way he his encounter with an alien is one of the most laughable things. Oh, <laughs> God. That was oh, that was embarrassing. Not it, depressing. Not aided at all by the excessive use of slow motion throughout the film. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I felt so bad for him. You know, and you know, like I said before, like you know, the the, the film's heart is in the right place. It means well. It's a nice sentiment of putting this amputee in the film. Yeah. But oh my god, watching him fight that alien at the end was. <laughs> it was hard to watch for all the wrong reasons. My theater booed when the when the alien lost. <laughs> really? Yeah. My theater was not into it. I, I was the only one that stayed the uh, post-credit sequence. I didn't know there was one. I wasn't expecting one, but I was just kind of sitting and watching, and I was like, oh, well, there yeah, was one. I cool. really didn't like, expect there to be one. That's why I, I just left. 
Yeah, I was just tired and disappointed, it's, so I wanted to go home. It's fairly lengthy too. I'm surprised. Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, what do we think of the movie's attempts to be funny? Like the Pink Panther. Jingle oh, Andrew yeah, just being the, the kind of comic relief. The humor, the humor in general, yes. Um, I, I was I was Painfully unfunny and expensive too. I'm sure that Pink Panther cue wasn't cheap. True. <laughs> but but Jordan, it was so painfully unfunny that it was funny. <laughs> Did you think it was like really painful? Like, did you think it was? Because okay, so my thoughts on it were that I, I feel like it, it did a better job than Transformers did at trying to be funny. Because I think Transformers tries so hard to be funny and fails so spectacularly, which I could basically round up into Ken Jeong being in Transformers Three in general, and I feel like Battleship at least ha- handled that aspect a little better. Oh, like I don't think it was. I was just letting Jordan. Th- um, I don't think it was. I thought it was funny. Like I, I enjoyed those little bits, like the cold oh, opening. Okay. I liked, like the whole chicken burrito stuff. Because I, I can I, see a white guy doing that. I, I did like. I, I did enjoy that part. Like actually, like in terms of just, I get what they're trying to do. It sets up the character in a kind of fun way, opposed to just like boring exposition. Like, yeah. okay, I did laugh when Linglater calls the amputee a, a robot or an alien. Is that a cyborg? Yeah. Yeah, but then at the same time, I thought, ah, oh, I can't believe this film just called an amputee a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was not a fan of that whole chicken burrito sequence. Because, I, I because, of, because of the use of Pig Panther? <laughs> and how expensive it could have that, been? Yeah. yeah. No, well, um, that like just added, added to it. Do we know why aliens were there? No, no. Uh, apparently no, they just I got think. the signal from us, and then they were decided to just come in and invade. Well, I mean, we do kind of know just because an alien puts his hand on Taylor Kitsch's head, and so you're like, oh, okay, that's... What that? Well, you just saw them fighting something? I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the exact same scene from Slither, where they suddenly find out the exact that's, plan. That's, that's what I wrote down. They're both universal movies, so I'm sure they just used the same footage and just kind of warped it a little. Yeah, the, one looked like uh, Ben Franklin, <laughs> one of the aliens. <laughs> they, they all look like historical figures. I'm sure one was like George Washington. But know, the good news is, like... there will not be a battleship too. Yeah, well, it won't be called battleship too. It'll be called battleships. Oh, I don't know. I don't understand. Like they threw in all this money, but like you don't have a script, fine. But then make everything else stand out. And honestly, I think the biggest hindrance to the film was, other than laziness and and people just not being inspired, was the fact that it was called Battleship. I think the idea that they were making this board game into a movie uh, really turned off a lot of people to it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a random kind of movie about like aliens coming and invading just Hawaii. I think it you know, could have been received differently. But no, well, that's what I was kind of saying before the movie came out. But now that I've seen the movie, I think it would have failed irregardless. I, I still think it's, it's a good idea. I'm, you know, I, I, I was with the film ever since the first teaser trailer. So was I. We, you, we all we were. were. We were all very yeah. excited and for this movie. <laughs> like, this is one I, of the you know, movies I had for the like summer. A, a jerk now. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's going to be great. Peter Berg, he's fantastic. But there's none of Peter Berg in this film. None of his vision. Well, there's none of the... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I could see... I can see a lot of him in this movie. It just seems like he's so—he's trying so hard to be like Michael Bay in this movie, which is, like, literally. I mean, I mean, I it, it, it for a movie, like, for a split second, but 
He should just stick to being Michael Mann. Well, what, okay, besides the fact that we kind of saw the action in the trailers and, st- and whatever, what did you think of the actual kind of direction of the action in this film? Because I would say I, I, I appreciated how the action was, fi- I mean, regardless of... I knew what was happening and when it was yeah, happening, yeah. And, I, and I was very well aware of the surroundings and the stakes behind a lot of the things that were happening. I think his, the, the, I'm not going to say his direction was fine because... It there's, clear other, there's other problems, yes. Oh, yeah, there's so many other problems, but I think when he was on point, he was on point. So I was never confused like during the action sequences. So I was fine. It wasn't like a cluttered mess of like the Transformers movies where you're like, a lot of stuff's happening, right. not exactly sure what's happen- going on, but I enjoy it. My, my biggest problem with the film, I think, was that the scope wasn't there. It, he only really focused on Hawaii and the actual accidental crash landing, I think, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. These are aliens. Why couldn't they hit different places? And because just focused on, like, the mothership with, you know, that's where Riggins dealt with it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just seems like it was so small in scope, and I thought it was going to be so much bigger. And then Bill Pullman could have got on the radio and started, you know, <laughs> getting the countries, everybody, everybody in the countries together and saying, it's not just my, the U.S. Army battleship. Yeah, it's, it's our battleship <laughs> you bring this up but that's actually a good point considering that independence day came out you know over, over almost almost 20 years ago uh, and and um that movie has so much more i mean that's literally global right. that movie's going for and yeah battleship despite being a lot more expensive i'd imagine really yeah only does have these three ships versus these three other ships in hawaii right. mostly on the ocean with like a slight divergence in hong kong like there's really not a lot going on in terms of the whole scale of this movie, so that's that that is a little that is a little irritating. Now think about it that way. No, it's just so irritating. I don't know. It could have been so. It could have been so much more fun, and it wasn't, and it pissed me off. Yeah, I was I was sad that I was like doing a lot of like hand on my face. <laughs> really? Kind of, like, watching, mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of like hand on my hand face, elbow. Kind of, no, not yeah. baseball. Just kind of like leaning on my face, using my hand on the seat, just. That kind of like oh, it's still happening, I guess. Like it just wasn't very interesting to watch, and I they certainly tried to market that. They really did market the hell out of this movie. Since I saw like every single money shot in the trailer, I don't know like yep. what what the logic was in like showing all these fantastic all these action beats already. But uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's not much was brought to the table here, which is mm-hmm. irritating, especially because it follows the. It follows the damn blockbuster checklist so specifically, but it just didn't pull off anything that was, you know, worthwhile in it beyond the the few moments that we've all mentioned, and except for Jordan, who loved the movie. So. <laughs> oh, great! You know, like just looking around the theater halfway through, like people were yawning, moving around their seat on their phone, like nobody was invested in this movie. It was pretty long, and, yeah, yeah. So it probably could have helped that if they had cut it down. Which is why I say, like, there's none of Peter Berg in the film, because he's usually great with characters and, and, and big casts as well. Like, he, he, he's really great with, with defining individual uh, characters and finding beats. He's good with that balance. I'd agree with that. I would say, like, watch it in IMAX 3D. <laughs> I'm glad this movie isn't in 3D, by the way. Good for Universal for just letting it be 2D, because God, that, yeah. I'm already being assaulted by the noise in the movie. I don't need <laughs> extra dimension to like show me spinning balls of doom and taking over softball games. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And seriously, 
horseshoes. Seriously, Liam Neeson's in this movie for like seven minutes. That was irritating. I was all looking forward to some Neeson action going on in this movie. And he's just... As far as I'm concerned, he's not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to him in the middle of the movie. He's like, I don't know what's going on. And I want to know what like, you oh. do. And stuff like that. He's in the yeah, bravado yeah, yeah, line. And then line. it's like, all right, I guess I'll go have another chicken burrito. I love how the uh, um, Secretary of Defense in, in the like initial meeting, he's like, why is NASA in this room? It's like, because they're dealing with aliens and they sent, <laughs> they, they, they sent the message out. They should be in the room, you idiot. <laughs> he didn't go to college. He's really mad about that, too. It's... <laughs> Who brought this five-year-old in here? It's my son. He's a genius. <laughs> Why is NASA in here? It's like, what's this dog and pony show called NASA? What do they know? Like, Peter McNichol, calm down. <laughs> they have every right to be there. That's the person you want there. They, they didn't have anything better to do than twiddle their thumbs for, for however long. How, how long did the movie take? Like a day or so? Yeah, it was like, like a, it was like, two a days. it was like a day and a half, you know. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> tried. Doing, <laughs> yeah, nobody tried doing anything. Like, <laughs> you guys, it's just they really gave up after the force after field. After after like, like, well, I guess we're into the, the field. They're like, all right, <laughs> call it all off. I guess there's just I guess there's just those three ships in there, guys. We'll just sit and wait. <laughs> like, so uh, Hooters, guys, let's go. <laughs> right. right. They're not gonna try and like, you know. So we test that other things on it, maybe. All of the Avengers or whatever. Uh, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of kids outside at one point. They're like they were talking about going to see Battleship sometime later in the day. And I told them to just go see Avengers again. A lot of a lot of yeah. agreed a lot of them agreed with my advice. They're like you know we, we might do we might go do that actually. I'm I'm sure you'll be telling people the same thing next week too. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what next week's alien fiasco has to do, but um. I'm still kind of I'm looking forward to Men in Black 3 to an extent, but um, yeah, Battleship. Top ten list. That's so disappointing. Yeah, it, it it's dull. It's, it's weird being disappointed that the movie's not more stupid. <laughs> right. Or like it's stupid in the wrong ways. Like it's not stupid fun. It's just like stupid, stupid. It's not stupid. It's awful. There's a difference. Well, see, I don't think it's awful though. Well, wait, okay. Honestly, I think I'm just really bitter about it because it wasn't. I wanted it to be different, and I it wasn't. I can agree that I'm disappointed. I can say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed that it's not stupid fun. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah. You know, I appreciate that it has three acts. So many action movies seem to just not have a third act or just That's rushes through it. And I, I liked how it had, like, a complete third act. But it just plods along, and, oh, damn it. <laughs> I like the way it incorporated how they, they 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 did a certain setup at the beginning that comes back in the third act which i kind of appreciated it to an extent even though when you get to that you the, the movie literally like tells you that this is the third act when it has the whole slow motion montage of oh yeah oh these yeah. guys are here too <laughs> bring on the the music there's a lot of music in this movie a lot of like 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 songs in this ACDC. movie too but yeah. AC, well, there's a whole giant montage set to ACDC. Oh, oh, I love when he like crashes the um the 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 um the 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 machine the the toy machine where you get the toys with the claw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that called? The claw. I don't know. The claw. Like yeah. Okay. Claw. Yeah. yeah. He like viciously throws it down like it's the most disgusting thing he's ever seen. Not a lot of lens players in this movie, so that was nice, right? <laughs> 
Could use more. <laughs> Could use more. Hundred percent more. Could use a little more Bay and JJ, right? Uh, little little bit JJ. <laughs> um. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go into our rating. I think we've said enough about Battleship for now. Um. What? <laughs> every week on out now, we try to rate our films from a on a scale that goes kind of when you should go and see this movie. So we have a scale that goes from IMAX, the theater, dollar theater. Netflix, HBO TV, or just kind of forget about it. So where on that scale would you guys put this? Alan? Forget about it. Jordan? Watch on your TV. It does not require a big screen, ironically. Abe? Yeah, television, just like FX or something. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care about this movie, so I'm going to say forget about it. <laughs> like, wow. I, as much as I don't hate the movie, but it's just unnecessary. And if it's unnecessary, why do I need to watch it? So I don't. So forget about it. Even the failures aren't interesting. I mean, it, I mean, if if I could, if like I could show somebody a ten minute scene of them playing Battleship, then that'd be fine. But as a whole, no, you can just kind of forget about the movie. All right, so that's uh that's our our review of Battleship. We can do a little, you know, expand a little bit more with a movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. Formerly known as Retro Review, where we kind of discuss a few films that may have came to mind while watching or you know after the fact and concerns you know, in regard to Battleship. So, uh, Jordan, any uh, any key movies you thought of? Besides Skyline. <laughs> Besides Skyline, yeah. Oh, I, I thought of uh, Battle L.A. And I'm, I think this is a bit better than Battle L.A. Oof. Um, but yeah, those are the two films I thought. And Independence Day, of course. But I try to decide if I think this is better than Battle L.A., but honestly, I don't know. I think I... <laughs> I don't know. I have no you idea. care more about the characters in Battle L.A. Do you? <laughs> I, I do. I, so. did. I didn't. I, I, I could I say I care more about Aaron Eckhart just because I like Aaron Eckhart in general, but I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, And both of these movies have people from True Blood in it. No. Oh, Fleet was in Battle LA. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I forget if you lived. But, um... Yeah, who cares? And wait, the guy from... No, so he that? died. No, he died. Hoyt from True Blood? Yeah, he died in Battle LA, I remember. I think he was up, and he... Yeah. Anyway, um... Oh, my turn. Is it my turn? Uh, Armageddon, um, when they were laying out by the beach, Riggins and Brooklyn, I, was, I thought at one point that they would bring out Ellen McCackers, and they never did. But I kept it, like, even when they blew up Hong Kong, I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I thought about Star Trek because of the lens flare, and I think the entire thing that Peter Berg was trying to do was trying to recreate that scene with Kirk and Pike in the bar. Uh-oh. But throughout the entire course of the film, and he just wasn't able to do it. He's like, "Well, let's try it again." And the writer's like, "Dude, we did it once; it didn't work. Let's let's do it again." So I think he was just trying to kind of do that over and over again. And um, Pearl Harbor, kept thinking a lot about Pearl Harbor. Okay. Pearl Harbor, that's a good pull. I liked your pull of uh, Cowboys and Aliens too. Um, well, you know, just mm. in general. Uh, I thought of uh, Space Cowboys, Battle LA, Independence Day, Armageddon, and yeah, I thought of Star Trek Space. as well. I thought I was going to be the only one. Um, Space Cowboys. Just because all the old guys all of a sudden assemble and help them out. Um, but uh, Star Trek, <laughs> that line from Landry really got me. I was like, that's like almost exactly like in Star Trek. Why Why did you think of Star Trek? I missed it. Why'd you oh, Star Trek when Landry was all like, you're in charge now. Uh, you're the next in command. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay, yeah. I see, I don't care about either movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um. I, Independence Day came to mind just because that movie does everything this movie does, but better. And um, the, I, obviously, the Transformers movies come to mind. 
Um, I mean, I could give Battleship credit for being better than Revenge of the Fallen, but that's, you know, that doesn't say very much at all. But yeah, I mean, yeah, all the other, you know, I thought of Avengers a lot just because of how much better it is. Oh, I did think of uh, Starship Troopers, actually. Because hmm. I thought, what should this film have been like? It should have been like Starship Troopers. Without bouncing the bizarre humor. I mean, the like, over-the-top action. What, what could, yeah, what could have been cool of it, yeah, if, if Battleship had some kind of satirical edge to it. Like, I mean, if the movie, if Peter Berg wanted to make this movie, and he wanted to make it exactly like Michael Bay, it'd be kind of amazing if he was able to apply kind of a, we know that this is this kind of movie, and make it... Yeah make it not necessarily like a parody but like somewhere in the same realm of like a have some like hot fuzz touches where <laughs> it gets joke that it's doing and like just has fun with it but this movie besides having like its comedic moments it's pretty serious about the actual alien invasion thing going on and it's just not fun mm. let's move on then to the box office this week and uh yeah we tried to try to do a little box office predicting and Abe, do you recall what you predicted last week on the show? Uh, I think I said 30. Okay. Yeah, Abe, you said 30 in second place. Um, Adam said third with 25 million. Whoa. Get back to that in a second. And um, I said second with 36 million. Adam, he unfortunately predicted the wrong position. He said third place, but Battleship got second place, but with 25 million this weekend. The Avengers dominated again with 55 million. Battleship came in second place with 25. The Dictator came in with 17. Oof. <laughs> And uh, what to expect when you're expecting came in with uh, ten. Uh, Dark Shadows came in fourth, actually twelve. But uh, yeah, so Battleship not quite doing well domestically. It already made like two hundred eighteen worldwide, so that's well earned. And everywhere else, it's been out since early April. But um, yeah, Avengers is just cutting through. Like Avengers right now, it's I believe like the isn't it behind um, Harry Potter? It's behind Harry four. Potter. It's behind Harry Potter for all time worldwide. It's number six. Yeah all-time domestic right now behind star wars and then uh, uh phantom menace and dark knight and you know james cameron's doubleheader and yeah. it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be dark knight at this point it's not gonna it's not gonna be titanic but it'll be dark knight so oh yeah it certainly has a head start in the old box office game so it's still it's a lot closer now in terms of maybe avengers will be the biggest movie of the year as opposed to before when it seemed all the Laugh all at me much more of a given that Dark Knight would be. What did you say? When you laughed, when you at, laughed me. at me. Yeah, because it seemed laugh-worthy. But uh, <laughs> now, now, now it seems more of a more of a possible threat. But I, I have I have trust that Abe will fail as he usually does. So come on, like you said. But uh, yeah, t- uh, Battleship. Not not a not a good start in the U.S. And it's not gonna you know it's not gonna get better. <laughs> oh no 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 no. It's gonna get yeah. better. We thought Dark Shadows ended up being bad. Yeah, I read somewhere that um, someone from Universal um, stated that they hope that the uh, Memorial Day weekend will help cushion the second weekend drop. And I was like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Well, it's a big Willie time. Was, like, that was, like, I don't know what, like, like, Will Smith has so much power, apparently, because he was able to, like, just book the date of Memorial Day and just ruin, ba- ruin Battleship's chances of, like, opening stronger. Like, because that this movie seems clearly designed to be a movie that you see on Memorial Day weekend, but like it just mm-hmm. didn't happen. Poor Universal. You know what? No, not I take that back. They know what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, well, messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simple as that. All right, then uh, let's just, let's move on. Then let's move on to uh, well, I, it's uh, actually is it it's a specific. Is it what? Is it that time? Game time. Is it game time? I think I think it is. I love games. 
That's adorable. <laughs> that's that's the word I was going to use to describe it myself. Adorable. I have a, I have two games ready here, and uh, the first one I, I've prepared these games for all you guys to participate in. This one's a little Battleship True and False. All right. All right. So I have I have a few questions here that relate to both the movie and the game of Battleship. And you know, first first guy to yell out, you know, true or false, you know, it, it gets the point. Got it. Gets the point. Okay, so here we here we go. The first one. Here we go. The game, the the battleship game, predates World War One. False. True. False. Who said true? Jordan. Jordan's right. It is true. Boom. I knew it. Yeah. No, he didn't. False. Yeah. He said he said it's true. True fifty. The electronic version of Battleship was created in the seventies. False. 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 It is true. 1977, the electronic version of Battleship was created. There were plans to connect Battleship the movie to the Transformers film series. False. False. Who do you think they are? The Avengers? Alan, you have have an answer? Mm, False. False is correct. Okay. You guys all nailed that one. Okay. Gregory Gadsden, the double double amputee was cast in the film after Peter Berg saw him in an episode of Oprah. True. True. I'm going to say false just to be different. It is false. He saw him on the he saw him in a National National Geographic magazine. Okay. <laughs> Last one. True and false. Uh, Tom Morello helped with the score. True. Uh, I guess just say for those listeners, guitarist Tom uh, Morello. True. Yes, guitarist Tom Morello from Audio Slave and Rage Against the Machine. I'm going to say false. Jordan? Uh, True. It is true. He really those fancy guitar riffs that were in the bombastic score of Battleship. He also helped <laughs> Iron Man. If anyone didn't know that. All right. So this next one, this next one, I'm calling celebrity tweets, and um, mm-hmm. I've just I've compiled a I've compiled a set of, of, of tweets from celebrities about Battleship, <laughs> and you're gonna have to guess who uh, wrote these tweets. I like tweets. this game already. Uh, okay, okay. So the, this is, there's two conditions I have though. Uh, you have about five to ten seconds to answer, and then I'll just get. Then I'm just going to read the answer, and you can't ask me anything about okay. these. Okay. <laughs> so they, they should be pretty easy. But uh, here, here's the first one. You probably get this. Uh, here's the first celebrity tweet about Bat- Battleship. So who said this? I want to thank everyone for their support. Acting is tougher than singing, but I look forward to doing it again. Riggins. <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rihanna. Yeah. Okay, you see, it's, it's, course, easy, right? it's, it's, it's yeah, an easy, easy one. That was easy, easy one. Easy, easy, easy one. Easy tweets. Okay, here here's the next one. The best thing about Battleship is that it has an honest to god third act. Jordan. Jordan Graf. Graf. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter Berg. <laughs> Michael Mann. So Roger. E- Roger. Roger e- 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 oh. Oh, okay. Wow. Here, here we go. Here's 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 the next here's the next celebrity Battleship tweet. I think Wait. I made this. Michael. Bay. Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay. Yeah. Good for him. Here we go. Here's, here comes the next celebrity, celebrity, celebrity tweet about Battleship. Battleship gave me a lot to think about in regards to the United States imperialism in relation to modern day politics and possible alien relations. Uh, Pat Oswalt. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Snooky. It was uh, Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so the next one. Uh, the movie was pretty cool, but could have been a lot better if they decided to use my song in the end credits. Munis. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. Is uh, Kanye West. Oh. Okay, here's, here's the next one. Uh, where were all the black aliens? Kanye West. Samuel Jackson. Is that Samuel Jackson? 
Okay, here, here's, here's, here's the next one. Here's the next one. I'm surprised I wasn't asked to be involved, given some of my boys being in it, but at least I've starred in good movies instead. Friendly Show, Kyle Chandler. Really? Good at this celebrity tweets game. Oh my god, that's Thanks. amazing. Kyle Chandler, you made it. The, uh, okay, here, here we go. Next one. The old folk really knew how to get their shit done, Cajun style. Gambit. James Carville. Oh, yeah. Tweeted that. You did. Louisiana and Lil Wayne from Louisiana. The Rage of Cajun. Here's the here's the next uh, celebrity tweet. Completely true. Um, well, I had more fun with the Wit Wikis, but man, that Taylor Kitsch is a handsome fellow. The Booth. The Beef. Um. Bumblebee. The the Kevin Dunn. <laughs> it's a uh, Vice President Joe Biden. What? <laughs> Wait, it's what? A, it's a good how one. does he know how to use a Twitter? <laughs> Can't ask me any questions about this. All right, so next one. Um, I thought it really sucked, and I try to like everything. A.O. Scott. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Armand White. Regis Philbin. Oh. Regis Tweet. And yeah, the last one. Uh, remember when this seemed like a good idea? Me neither. Peter Bird. James Cameron. Uh, Universal PR. <laughs> it was uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. All right, so that was celebrity tweets. All, all of the, all of those, definitely not made up. Um, so Where did moving you find on, all those. Let's. Uh, did you just search hashtag on. battleship? Let's let's just move on to the next. Thing. I, there was two conditions. One of them is you can't ask mm-hmm. me about them. Uh, so uh, let's talk about what we're going to do next week. We're going to talk about Men in Black Three next week. Of course, the uh, I, I'd assume the epic conclusion to the Men in Black trilogy. <laughs> Your Dark Knight music here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Will Smith dies at the end of Men in Black 3. But, um, yeah, Men in Black 3 finally comes to theaters because we've all been clamoring for it, I assume. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so let's uh, do a little box office predict- prediction for what we think Men in Black 3 is going to do this Memorial Day weekend. So let's count the entire holiday weekend. So that goes from Friday all the way through Monday. So it should be a big four-day total for a big Willy weekend. Mm-hmm. So with that said, Alan? Uh, number one at... 88. Oh, wow. 88. It's a solid number. All right. Uh, Abe, Jordan? Uh, uh, number one, like 92. Wow, 92. I did say number one, right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah you did. Okay. okay. So you both think it's going to take <clears throat> take down Avengers from its from having a four-peat in a row? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't... I th- honestly, I don't think Men in Black is going to have anything to do with bringing down Avengers. I just think it's going to slowly windle down where... People who already saw Avengers like four times are like, oh, let's go check out Men in Black. I think that's what it is. Because I think people decided just to go see Avengers again instead of sitting through Battleship. Uh, I'll say number one, 82 million. 82. Certainly some some strong bids here. All right. Point out the other, the previous Men in Black films, which did not have the added bonus of, you know, ticket prices and surplus screens and 3D. But uh, the Men in Black previous films... The second one especially opened pretty wide. Like it didn't make as much money as the first one, but they. Oh yeah, okay. So the original Men in Black, actually, they're very similar openings. So the, the first Men in Black had fifty-one million dollars, fifty-one million opening back in ninety-seven, <clears throat> and the second one had fifty-two back in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, now we have yeah three D Will Smith's first movie in a while. I, I'll probably I'll say first place, but God, I don't know the Men in Black awareness factor. Four day weekend though, that's big. Um, yeah, that's why I said ninety. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say seventy seven. Mm. I'm gonna say that. Is there anything that comes out next weekend, like other smaller films? Chernobyl Diaries comes out. Does Moonrise Kingdom come oh, out? That, that come that well, that's in limited uh, release, but that comes out this weekend also. But that's not in many theaters. Chernobyl Diaries put that at number one, <laughs> ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> People been clamoring for it. I know. <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom is only like L.A. and New York next weekend. Oh, so. not even San Francisco. Damn it. We'll just, we gotta wait. Yeah, I gotta wait. It'll sp- spread slowly. I think I'm seeing that on Wednesday, actually. Oh, damn you. I'm looking forward to it. And, oh, Jesus, Men in Black opens at 4,000 screens. So, yeah, it's certainly going to be around, that's for sure. Yeah, so I guess we'll see how that goes. And, yeah, I think that's going to do it this week for the episode. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> that's it for Out Now, Fair and Need this week. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeseek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as at whysoblue.com for uh, all the Blu-ray reviews there. And you can follow me at Twitter at twitter.com slash aaronsps3. Uh, you can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, twoanimals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Alan? You can find more of me on Twitter at mrdvd. That's twitter.com slash mrdvd. You can also find me on Pinterest because I created something called Sideboob, and I pin pictures of Sideboob to it, and it's amazing. Jordan? Um, you can find me at... Amsterdam chap on Twitter and damndirtyblog.blogspot.com. Awesome. And of course, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron Abe on iTunes. You can find all the episodes there. You can also find us at hhwlod.com, the podcast network that helps, um, you know, that puts out our show for us. And they have other shows on there too, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and Legion of Dudes and a lot of other cool shows with cool guys that talk about games and comics and stuff. A lot of fun there. You can also find most of the new episodes at outnow.podomatic.com and some exclusives. And, of course, email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. We like getting emails. It's fun to reading them on the show and going into them. So, you know, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast where you can follow our show on either of those pages, find all the updates and what have you. We always update all our shows every week and what's going on. So, you know, feel free to like and follow those things. And I think that's going to do it this week. Thanks, guys, for coming on talking about Battleship. It was something. No worries. It looks like it sunk our expectations, but maybe it'll be a hit next week. We'll see. I see what you did there, Aaron. That was good. Thank you. All right. Well, until next time. So long. Goodbye.
And then Rihanna's like, I'm sassy. Damn. And 